Well, hey, I want to share a message with you this morning called Move Along. You know, I know that uh, 2020 has been an unprecedented year in many ways. And uh, there may be a lot of you who are watching this today and you're like, think all you can think is, is man, yeah, I'm just ready to move on. I'm ready to move past 2020 to get into a new year. And, and while I understand that, you know, I believe that there are some spiritual principles that during this time of the year, and it's one of the things that I love about the holiday season uh, is that it kind of gives us a little bit of a break here at the end of the year, kind of a slowdown. We get to catch our breath a little bit. And, um, and, but there's something unique, I think, about the calendar turning. Uh, you know, many times people will do things like New Year's resolutions. They'll make, you know, things that they want to do for this year, things they want to change. But really, I think that the important thing is that our, our, our minds and our hearts get a time to reset and they get to refocus and really get to see what we need to be doing. And it's a great time to kind of put aside some of the things that have been behind us. So that we can step in and really step into things that are, we want to move towards. And, you know, the Apostle Paul shares some wisdom about this kind of thought uh, with us. And it comes out of Philippians chapter 3. And I'm going to read a couple verses and share some thoughts with you today. But here in Ephesians, I'm sorry, Philippians chapter 3, I'm going to start in verse 12. I'm going to read this out of the Passion Translation. But he says, he says, I admit that I haven't yet acquired the absolute fullness that I'm pursuing. In other words, he has a target in mind, but he said, hey, I haven't achieved it yet. I haven't gotten to that place yet. But he says, but I run with passion. You know, I think that there's no way that we can undervalue what passion means in our life. Is that I know this is that when I'm passionate about something, I'm much more apt to do it. When I feel obligated to do something, the passion is lacking. And, and the reality of me actually doing that thing is pretty slim. And so I love that it adds, this translation adds this, that Paul writes and says, I run with passion into God's abundance, into his abundance, so that I may reach the purpose that Christ Jesus has called me to fulfill and wants me to discover. And I believe that that's such an important part there where it says that, that God wants me to discover His purpose for my life. You know, I, I've heard it said many different ways, but, you know, that many times that God's will can be concealed or be hidden. But it's also God's desire to reveal His plans and His purposes to us. His desire is never to leave us out or to leave us not knowing what He wants. And I believe that as we walk into this new year, that it's vitally important that we hear the heart of God for our life and what God desires to do in us and through us throughout this year. You know, I, I, I really hold to the value that anything great that God wants to do through me, that God first has to do it in me. And this is so important as we're kind of navigating, stepping into this new year, is that we get the adventure of this discovery of really walking with God and watching His plan unfold in my life and in your life. You know, one of the things that I have learned in my journey of walking with the Lord is that He doesn't show me step by step by step like before I ever take a step. Many times He shows me the next step. And then I take that step and then he'll show me the next one. And many times the second step will look differently than what I would have thought. But yet looking back on it, I can see where God's perfect plan and God's perfect timing was working all along. And so it's important that just as he says here is that he says, man, I realize I'm not who I want to be yet. And that may be you. You may have looked back on 2020 and say, man, there was so much I had in my heart and I just didn't quite get where I thought I wanted to be this year. But I've got good news for you. Just as Paul said, hey, I haven't yet got there, but man, I am striving and I'm going to run with passion. I'm going to put my heart into this moving forward. And 
And he, he says that God wants us to discover this, the, really the purpose that he has for us. And he goes on in verse 13 and he says, no, dear brothers and sisters, I have not achieved it. He says, but I focus on one thing. And this is so important for us. I believe that if we're going to accomplish anything really of significance, it's going to require that we focus. It's going to require that we really uh, take stock, if you will, and really dive into what God has for us. And, and so he says, you know, I haven't achieved this, but man, I'm focusing. I, I'm really getting, um, getting my mind where it needs to be. You know, that word focus means a directed attention. And I think that's so powerful because our attention can be pulled in many different ways. But when we focus, we choose what we're going to look at. We choose what we're going to focus on. We choose the thing that we're going to really allow our minds to grab hold of. And he, so he says that I focus on one thing. I love this that Paul says one thing. He didn't say four things. He didn't say ten things. He said one thing. This is what I have experienced in my own life. And maybe you can relate to this. When I have five or ten New Year's resolutions, you know how many get accomplished? None. <laughs> it doesn't take very long. But what I have found is if I, if I will pick one thing, and I would encourage you to, to maybe think about it this way, what one thing, if you change today, would have the biggest impact, that might be the, the thing that you need to do the most. Why? Because it's going to have the biggest impact on your life. So I'll say that again. If you will find the one thing in your life that would make the biggest impact, that might be the one thing that you need to focus on this year. You know, and so Paul continues here and he says he hasn't achieved it, but he focuses on one thing. And it's such a powerful statement here. He says that I'm forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. I'm forgetting the past and I'm looking forward. You know, it's kind of like driving your car. You can't always look in the rearview mirror because why? If you're always looking back, you don't know where you're going and there's going to be some disaster ahead if you're only looking back. And, and so I want to, you know, give you some thoughts here about this and what I, and how this, I believe, applies and can apply for us going into this new year. You know, I am very thankful for this season. I'm thankful for the time here at the holidays. You know, but I think that, that it is a powerful time. And I think at the end of the year, you do kind of look back at the previous year. You know, you, we can call it reflecting. And forgetting the past doesn't mean that we don't reflect. It doesn't mean that you just like, okay, it's over, forget about it. No, we don't want to forget completely about it but we don't want to live in the past either. And so I want to share some thoughts with you because what I believe, um, you know, that if we don't reflect what happens, and another way to say reflect is if we don't consider this last year, we can also lose the lessons that God intended for us to learn. You know, God always has things that he wants to teach us and to show us. And sometimes we learn those in good moments and sometimes they're very challenging moments, but there is wisdom to be gained. But if we don't take a moment to reflect, to look back, to consider, and to really be mindful about the things that God is teaching us, we are very apt to forget those things. And so I would ask you this question is, what are the lessons that you've learned in 2020? There may be some lessons that you've learned that maybe earlier in the year, things that you thought were super important, that by the middle of the year, you realize that really wasn't all that important. You know, and so I want to give you this phrase is that I think that it's good to reflect, but don't get into regret. So reflect, but don't regret. And there's a big difference. Because if you can reflect and you can look at all the areas that you missed it, and that becomes discouraging to you. No, you don't want to give in to regret, 
but you do want to reflect. Like, cause there was, even though 2020 is what it is and has been in, for many things, there were still good things that happened in 2020, whether you realize it or not. You know, I mean, our whole lives got simplified and things slowed down and a lot of things came into real, um, perspective as to what really mattered. And, and so, you know, the thing about regret, and this is what I want you to hear uh, about this. And this is why it's what we need to understand about regret. So regret defined is sorrow caused by circumstances beyond one's control or power to repair. You can't change what happened yesterday. You can't happen what, what, you can't change what happened last month. You can't change a lot of things. And many times you will be uh, hindered or weighed down regretting situations and circumstances that were outside of your control to change in the beginning anyways. And it's so important that we recognize is that, hey, we want to reflect, we want to learn the lessons, but we don't want to regret. Reflect, don't regret. It's so important. And so this is my encouragement to you this morning. You need to forgive yourself for some things in 2020. There may be some things that you didn't measure up to your own or maybe some things that you look at and like, man, I totally m- dropped the ball on that. You need to forgive yourself. You maybe need to forgive some other people for some things that happened this year. You need to let go of it. You need to move on. You need to move along so you can reflect on things. You can learn the lessons. You can extract the wisdom out of this year, but it's time to move on. 2020 is in just the next couple of days is wrapping up and it's going to be a new year. And, and I believe that God wants to do new things in 2021. But if you're still trying to live or even living in regret of 2020, it's going to hinder you from moving forward into what God has for you. Now, the apostle Paul goes on here in verse 14 of Philippians chapter three, and he continues and he says, I press on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize for which God through Christ is calling us. See, Paul made a decision. He said, I press, I'm going to reach out to grab hold of what God has for me. He's putting forth the effort into going after what God has for him. And the good news, if Paul could do it, then we can do it. And it's such a powerful thing that we have to understand that just as the seasons are changing here, the calendar is about to roll over from a, to a new year, is that any time that we step into a new season, we also need a new vision. We have to understand the purpose of the season. You know, I mean, how foolish would it be in the middle of winter to go get a bathing suit on and go jump into the swimming pool thinking it's going to be refreshing? It's going to be cold. Why? Because you, aren't, you didn't have the right vision, the right purpose for the right season. You know, and I believe that there, while things have changed and while things are different, I still know that God has a purpose for this season that we're stepping into, into this new year. God has new things for you this year. And that's why I encourage you to take and participate in 21 days of prayer and fasting. I think there's nothing more powerful than taking some time here in January and setting it aside and saying, God, I want to know what your purpose is and what your plans are and what your agenda is for my life for 2021. It's a great time to get quiet. It's a great time to hear from the Lord, get direction from the Lord. And I, I know this to the core of who I am. If you'll take this time and honor the Lord with the first part of your year, he's going to bless the rest of your year as well. Because why? It's not just your plans. It's not just your agenda. You're getting the heart of God and saying, okay, this is the direction that I'm going to head. And many of you know this verse, but, and it's such a powerful verse. It comes out of um, Proverbs 29, verse 18. I'm going to read this out of the message translation. 
And it says, if people can't see what God is doing, if you can't see what God is doing here, it says, you're going to stumble all over yourself. In other words, you're not going to get much traction. But it says, but when they attend to what he reveals, I believe if you'll take time in this 21 days and to seek the Lord, I believe God's going to reveal some things. I think he's going to speak some things. He's going to drop some things in your heart. And it goes on to say, when they attend to what God reveals, they are most blessed. Man, when we live a life focused on the Lord, doing what he's called us to do, guess what? There are blessings that come with it. God is faithful to his word and to his covenant, his, his agreement with us in our lives. And it's so important that we do this. When we can see what God is doing, it gives us purpose in our steps. It gives us direction to move in. In Proverbs 4, verse 25 through 27, I'm going to read this out of the Passion as well. But he gives us some instruction and it says, to set your gaze. In other words, hey, get your focus. Get your focus where it needs to be on the path before you. He says, with fixed purpose, looking straight ahead, ignore life's distractions, ignore all these things that'll pull you away. He says, watch where you're going and stick to the path of truth and the road will be safe and smooth before you. He says, don't allow yourself to be sidetracked for even a moment or take a detour that leads into darkness. Now, I want to remind you this morning is that that we live on this earth. Over the last couple of weeks, we've been talking about, you know, a uh, home for Christmas and really been kind of connecting that with that our home ultimately is not this life. But we are living ultimately really for a home that the Bible says is not made by human hands, but it was made by God's hands for us. Is that we exist for more than just this life. And so don't allow yourself to get pulled aside and, and, and pulled into things that really have nothing to do with God's purpose or God's plan for your life. Why? Because we are called to make a difference. You know, I mean, I believe that every one of us is called to impact the world around us, the people around us for the glory of God. And yet it's so easy for us to get just pulled aside to all these other things. And yet we want to understand that, hey, I'm living for the glory of God. I'm living to, to, so that more people can hear the gospel, can hear the good news about Jesus, who he is, what he has done, what he desires to do in their lives. And it's such a powerful truth. And, you know, I, I believe that it's important. And if you want a scripture reference for this, in First uh, Peter chapter 2, verse 11, it actually says that we are temporary residents and foreigners in this world right now. In other words, my address and your address are just temporary. This is not our home. We're just here for a moment. Our life is fleeting and, and time moves faster and faster. I mean, I can't believe that we're already into 2021. It seems like it was just a few months ago that we were coming into 2020 and this year has just flown by. And if we're not really mindful of it, if we're not focused, our years will just roll by so fast. And we'll never actually step into what God has for us. You know, and I want to encourage you today is that we need to understand who God is and what he's called us to do. I mean, the Bible says that we are now his representatives. We are ambassadors for Christ. That we are to really share our lives with those around us that they can see him through us. And that is God's desire for every one of us. And it's so important that, uh, you know, that we, especially here at the beginning of the year, man, 2020 was challenging. But at the beginning of this year, I believe that we need to, what, get filled up with the presence of God in our lives. Because I can't give what I don't have. 
And it's so important that I have the strength of God, the joy of God, the peace of God in my life so that I can actually give that to other people. And when I do that, when my mind and my focus is on helping others and really ministering to others and being who God has called me to be and you being who God has called you to be and affecting your sphere of influence, you're going to see that, man, it's an amazing thing to impact the world around you. And so, um, you know, I believe that there really are good days ahead of us. That's not just a phrase. It's not just a quote, but I really believe that God has some amazing days ahead for the church. It doesn't mean that everything's just going to be perfect. It doesn't mean that everything in the world is going to be perfect. But I know this is that the Bible is very clear for the church that Jesus is coming back for. And it's an amazing church. It's a church full of the power of God, the presence of God. I believe we're going to see some amazing things happen, even in the face of persecution, if you will, even in the face of of maybe not the uh, most pleasant of environments, things that maybe we've taken for granted and we've had it a little easy in our nation, for lack of a better term, as far as being a Christian. We may experience some opposition, but God always responds when the church is opposed. And so I just want to encourage you. I believe that the church's greatest days truly are ahead of us. And, And I believe that we have to, by faith, lay hold of the strength of God. You know, is that we have to take hold of it by faith. What does that mean? It means that I believe God's word to be true. Above my circumstances, above my feelings, above my emotions, God's word is true. And I'm going to live from a place of faith according to God's word. And so the Bible says that we are to live by faith, not our feelings, not by what we see on the, you know, social media, not what we see on the news. Not the doom and gloom that we hear about day in and day out. No, I'm to live my life based off of the Word of God. In uh, Galatians chapter 2, verse 20, I'm going to read this from the uh, New uh, International Version. It's a pretty familiar passage of Scripture. But I believe that this ought to be, and, and it will help us to move along if we live what this verse actually says. And it says that I have been crucified with Christ. I no longer live. But Christ now lives in me. And he says, the life I now live in this body, this physical body, the life that I'm now living right now, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. See, our life is not our own. The Bible tells us is that we were bought with a price, and that price was the blood of Jesus You know, and we're not our own, is that we're not just here for us. We're not just here to get what we need and what we want. Is that, man, we want to accomplish the very purpose that God created us for. And I believe that it will take some time here. Look, we don't, we want to reflect. We don't want to get into regret. If you look back too much, guess what? It's going to keep you from being able to move forward into what God has for you in this coming year. And I believe that God has great things for you. So keep this in mind. It's no longer you that lives, but Christ that lives in you. And his purpose and his plan for your life, you know, will prevail and will come about if you what? If you stick and hold fast to your faith. Don't give up. Don't give in. God has some amazing things for you this year, I believe. And so can I pray for you this morning? I'm so glad that you've joined in with us today. But Father God, I just thank you right now for every person that's here. Father, everyone that may be discouraged. Father, I thank you that you put courage on the inside of them, that you give them strength, Father, that your spirit is moving on the inside of them, Father, just allowing them and refreshing them right now in this moment, Father, even as we're stepping out of 2020 with all of its challenges. Father, I thank you. If there's areas 
in our hearts that we regret and things that, that we're holding on to that, man, that are really are going to hold us back if we don't let them go. Holy Spirit, we ask you right now to reveal those things to us. We want to learn the lessons. We want to take all the wisdom out of every moment, but we don't want to live in regret. We want to live with our eyes looking forward into the future and the calling that God has for every one of us. So, Father, I thank you right now, Father, that uh, you said that you would strengthen us by your Spirit. That Holy Spirit on the inside of us, Father, that causes us to rise up in faith, to cause us to rise up in strength, and to be who you've called us to be. Father, we thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen.